You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's After Show. Hey there, Faye fans. You know what time it is. You're here at AfterBuzz TV. We're talking about Lost Girls Season 4, Episode 3, Lovers Apart. <laughs> I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me on the panel, of course, all season long, is the lovely Miss Yell Teagle. Hello, everyone. Yes. Um, waving to everyone. Yeah, I don't know who you're waving to. We're all alone in this studio. I'm excited. Yeah, there are no jumbies in here. There are no jumbies Jumby, yet. jumby, jumby, jumby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode, this show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so um, let's just jump right, right in. Let's jump right into it. Please. So... Um, at the end of the last episode, uh, Dyson and Cleo had jumped onto the train. Bo had just jumped off, off the, the train. train. She lands in a field. In a forest. In a forest in her strange 80s Marilyn Chambers nightgown. I think I have an explanation for the nightgown. Please. I believe uh, Anna Silk is pregnant. Uh, oh. <laughs> Which explains that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm never the first person to, to go and th- she, she looked a little, a little heavier, perhaps. Well, so it's possible that she had just had the baby? Maybe. And she's just like getting the, 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 the yes. body back. Which could also explain the lack of, like, uber fights yeah. so far in this season. And the fact that she was not in the first episode. At all. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, it's a good tool. It's yes. a good device. But in I, either way, however that is, and if someone at home had, knows better than us about the status of Anna Silk's pregnancy. I know that she has a baby currently. Oh. Well the baby then, is currently here. Well, then that I think that we can infer then that... That when they were filming, she had just had the baby. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like that theory. Yes. That, that, that'll go in predictions. <laughs> um, yeah. So she runs through the forest, not sure who she is or who where, where she came from, what's going on. Yeah. Um, and she winds up in this cottage in the woods and this family comes in. The and Jenkins the family. The Jenkinses. With their charming daughter who brains her with a frying pan. Yeah. Um, and is like, what? Um, <laughs> like, she she did have a lot of Kenzian qualities, but none of Kenzie's charm. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, I was like, why do we care about saving her? She stinks. She was, I, I was like, oh, I get it. We're supposed to feel, feel like she's Kenzie. But I don't care about her the way yeah. I care about Kenzie. Or even about Bo, who I'd rather just get out of this situation and not deal with a jumbie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so she's trying to grasp who she is. She's got this sickness from transporting between planes. Transcendental sickness. Transcendental sickness. I wrote it down. Very different, thank you, from <laughs> transcendental meditation. Yes. Uh, but it basically gives you massive cramps that eventually kill you. Uh-huh. Uh, Just like being a woman. Exactly. <laughs> so if there's anything we can learn from this episode is that being a woman is one long transcendental sickness. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's not that's not what you can learn from this episode. 
Um, so, you know, she does the bow thing, and even though she's dying, as Dyson says later on, it's like, you're close to death and still saving humans. Oh, Bo, you're still the same Bo I ever know, <laughs> knew, whatever. <laughs> that was a great, great Dyson impression. It's, it's the best I can muster, <laughs> but I don't, th- I don't know how much better you have to be. <laughs> Because it's a Dyson impression. Um, yeah. Looking for Lauren and Bo. Let me take my shirt off. Uh, these shirts burn <laughs> me. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So the Jenkins are being haunted by, they think, a ghost, but it is in fact a jumby. A, a body jumper. Yes. Which they say once real quick and they go, meh, jumpy. Well, no, no, no. They, uh, I watched it with subtitles ah. it's a jumby is the name of the creature oh. but it does jump from body to body i thought that they just kept referring to the woman as jumpy no uh as she even when she's possessing the daughter she's like jumpy 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 uh and it was G- j-u-m-b-i-e jumby mm. yeah which is like a weird name for something that's supposed to be threatening um <laughs> And like, yeah, I heard it kind of like like an excited bunny, like jumpy, 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 jump into someone's body. Um, Is that like Pikachu? Like Pikachu? Not like Pikachu. Um, I'm trying to think if something from a video game popped in my head where someone goes, no, 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 no. No, it's Yoshimitsu from Soul Calibur uh, and the Tekken franchise. We let's see, five minutes twenty eight seconds in. We're already we're already (laughs) off track. So dirty off track. Oh, we're fine with that. We're lost, just like Lost Girl. Yes. Um. So you know, Bo tries to save everybody, and she's you know trying not to let on that she's a succubus. Uh, but she still sucks the jumbie out of out of the the daughter's mouth. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then tells her to run. Yeah. And now she's the jumbie, and she finds out that old grandpappy Jenkins mm-hmm. uh, betrayed her and her husband, Noah Jenkins. Not yet husband. Not her yet love. husband. Her love, Noah Jenkins. And they thought she was a witch because she was an elemental. Yeah. You know, she was an elemental, later curing the transcendental sickness mm-hmm. uh, without Cleo's knowledge. Right. Um, Cleo turned out to be double crossing. B-I-T-C-H. Right. As uh, as we assumed she would be. And uh, it was really interesting that because Bo sucked in the Jumbie, who had been in Cleo, she understood that the Jumbie saw Cleo's intentions and told her that that's what was happening. Well, I mean, the Jumbie has sentience. It can communicate. So the Jumbie learned from Cleo and then passed that message along like telephone. It was like one big game of ghostly telephone. This episode is also a metaphor, metaphor for sexually transmitted diseases <laughs> um, because once you've had a jumbie in you, you have everything that that jumbie has learned from everyone it's ever been in. Yeah, and yeah. you pass that on to Exactly. Everyone. It's disgusting. Use protection when playing with jumbies. Yes. You should always hang up rows of sneakers and knots to protect yourself. <laughs> and walk backwards. And walk backwards to protect yourself from sexually transmitted jumbies. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's important. <laughs> um, yeah. So thankfully, Bo, uh, Dyson and Cleo show up right as the S is hitting the fan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course she's excited to see Dyson. Who wouldn't be? Um, 
you know, with his strength and his leather jacket. She doesn't wonder who Cleo is? No. I don't think I don't think she's in that frame of mind. I mean, her mo- memory is being kind of erased. I don't understand what happened. I mean, this is kind of getting into the next episode, right? But like they, after this episode, they don't remember that they're on, they were ever on the train. Yeah, it's um, it was very weird. So at the beginning of this episode, all she knows is kind of that she's a succubus. Yeah, uh, and kind of. That these people are humans and kind of, oh, I've dealt with a jumpy or heard of it before at least. Or at least a body jumper. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end of the episode, it's, oh, I'm so glad I'm with you, Dyson. Why do I feel like I haven't been with you? Where have we been? Yeah. What's going on? All right, let's move on. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, like that. Like their memory disappeared over the course of the episode. Is that the Wanderer's influence, or is it impossible for a mortal to remember anything about the other side? Well, are they are they mortals? I think they're mortals. I guess. I mean, they... They, 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 just uh, live, they live for a long, long time, time, but they're not immortal. Fair enough. Um, I don't know if it's... Uh, maybe it is that you can't remember hmm. the other side. The other side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to interject. We got a tweet from our good friend Ryan who says that Anna Silk had the baby just before filming. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan Wittalson, he's a great guy. Follow him on the Twitter. Uh, he's, a, he's a big part of, uh, you know, he watches all the shows over here at After yeah. TV. Um, all right. So, you know, it, there's not much to go on for Bo's story because it's like so it's such a by the numbers story for her. And it was such a like filler episode. <laughs> yeah, we've got oh, we've got cells in the basement and we got the husband with the shotgun and, you know, the wife gets stabbed, but she's fine at yeah. the end, even though she got stabbed in the jugular of all things <laughs> and everything's just normal at the end. Yep. Thanks for helping us, Bo. Yeah, it's a very small episode. Where, you know, we don't see the outside world, we don't see the Unamens, we don't even see Kenzie. It's just kind of what's going on in this house. Yeah. And then we've got these little side stories. We've got Lauren and Crystal. we got Ebony and Massimo. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what was really interesting before we move Before on, we jump, yeah. Before we leave the Jenkins. Before we jump from the train. Um, it's uh, Bo gives um, Julia, the mini Kenzie, um, her number and says, call me if you need me. I hope so much that we see her again. I hope that she somehow ends up in city that they live in. Yes. Um, <laughs> wow, you've reached city population <laughs> 80 million. I would love to see uh, Julia and Kenzie meet. Yeah. I really hope that I happens. want Kenzie to tutor her and yes. to like, you know, just kind of brush her the chip off her shoulder and make her cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't give her they wouldn't have had that moment if they didn't think about bringing her back at some point, you know, she's obviously she's smart enough to realize that something's going on. Mm-hmm. Why is there a body jumper? Why does this woman know what a body jumper is? Who are these people that just came to our yeah. house to save her? And then this herb or, or plant saved my mother after I slit her throat. Right. Magic. Yeah. So I hope we see her again for sure. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, we should talk about Cleo. Yes. Um, Mia Kirshner's character, uh, an elemental. She breathes, she breathes rings in, in Dyson's ear and it saves his transcendental transcendental sickness self. Okay. Science. Um, (laughs) what science? 
Yeah. You expect science from Lost Girl? I expect everything to be scientific and make sense. That okay. is what I expect. No, you cannot, a matter cannot be created or destroyed. When a jumbie enters you, you know, you release the air inside to make up for the amount of pressure that it takes up. You know, it's, it's all, don't look at me like that. Okay. <laughs> right. This is a process. Okay. This show is a process. <laughs> um, so, you know, she, after this whole caper is finished, she grabs Bo instead of saving her and threatened, basically is like, puts a knife to her throat and she's like, I'm taking her with with me or she's going to die. I need to take her to Vex. Yeah. Which like, whoa, Vex, you know, like I loved uh, when Bo was like, he needs to pick a side already. Yeah. Um, Because come on, you know. So, yeah, she's trying to take him to Vex, but Bo flips the script on her. She takes all of her life force. She loves it. Yeah. Yeah. She was hungry. Yeah, she was. And she didn't get to sleep with Dyson. Not yet. No. No. So she was still hungry. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Good, good thing Cleo was there. And good thing she she traded sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they drive off into the sunset. In a past, stolen car. In a stolen car. Past a, mysteri- a mysterious car on the, on the side of the highway. Do they stop and help? Ah, they'll I'm be sure all they'll right. Be I'm sure that they're just humans and everything over there is normal. Rude. Yeah. So rude. So rude. But then they leave and they don't have their memories anymore. All yeah. of a sudden, everything's forgotten. Yeah. Maybe the car is cursed. They just happened to steal a, a cursed car. Yeah. All right. Science. All right. I'm going to take a quick second to talk about the iTunes. Yes. Folks, thank you for downloading this podcast, streaming it on YouTube, watching it on any and all of your devices. You rock. Go you. Uh, you know, after Buzz TV, it's the uh, it's the podcast of choice among choosy podcast listeners, and uh, I'm glad that you're choosy podcast listeners because choosy podcast listeners pick the best podcasts and choose Jeff. They yes, they do because they're so choosy. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but here's the thing, folks. You know, we do this uh, because we love talking about this show. We need to talk about it, otherwise, a part of us might die. That's true. Yeah. You're watching Lost Girl. You need to be able to talk about Lost Girl. Uh, and the fact is, we we need your support. Uh, go to the iTunes, slap the show with a rating, give it a review. It only takes a second, and it means the world. It makes the show so much easier to find on iTunes. It makes it more searchable. brings us up in the overall r- ratings here on AfterBuzz TV and on iTunes in general. It means, means, means everything. Please go. Please do it. We love you for it. Um, and, and to thank you to everybody who's, you know, followed on Twitter or like, you know, tweeted at us about the show, you know, we're, we're happy to be doing it and we're glad to be part of such a great community of, uh, of fans worldwide. You know, uh, this show has a rabid fan base. They are rabid for a reason. And, uh, we want to respect you guys as much as you have respected us so far. So thank you for welcoming, welcoming us to the Lost Girl community. And everyone likes being the first at something. So be the first person to review the Lost Girl podcast on iTunes. Yes, thank you, Stephen Lemieux, one of our fantastic engineers here at AfterBuzz TV. Uh, all right, so Lauren and Crystal. Yeah, let's break it down. <laughs> uh, so we've been seeing this kind of flirtation between the two of them last couple of episodes. They got drunk before. Yeah, they get drunk again. They get drunk again, uh, and uh, a few close calls, tete-a-tetes in the uh, in the restaurant suddenly turn into beer and pizza and vent seshes oh, yeah. at uh, at Crystal's place. And as soon as Crystal opens the door, and in I'm her, not... In her underwear. Yeah. 
I appreciate you saying it first because I'm just kind of like I'm seeing what I'm seeing and I'm just like, yeah, this is pretty much on. I don't understand. Um, as a woman and as a woman who walks around her underwear a lot, if someone knocks on the door, I don't answer it in my underwear unless I'm sure that it's a Bible salesman. Um, Crystal does because she sees everyone as Bible salesmen. Um, no, she does because she, she knew that it was going, that it was going to be Amber. She knew, uh, in a, in a scene right out of an 80s softcore porno. Yes. Uh, very much so. Yes. Hot redheaded waitress who's secretly a doctor who's secretly a runaway terrorist, runaway (laughs) terrorist. Yeah. Uh, knocks on a door, woman answers in her underwear, is like, come on in, I've already had half a bottle of red wine. And you brought pizza and beer. Yeah. Let's laugh about the things in our past that bother us, and then when we run out of things, let's have weird sex. Yeah. Here's the thing about this scene. I can't decide if this is one of the best sex scenes that Lost Girl's ever done, or one of the very worst. Because it, like, it looks so weird and forced. Because, like, I, I mean, frankly, because, like, she's straddling her like like she has a penis. She is. She's, like, on top and, like, riding, like, she's riding something, but she's not. I'm so glad you're the one to say this. Okay. Because I'm watching it going, it, well, there are no straps around her legs. Right. So right, what does she do? And then, I, then you see, I I feel like Zoe Palmer, the actress, was like, "Oh, let let me make this realistic," and brings her hand in. Yeah, and then and then like I guess the director was like, "No, no, move your hand." <laughs> okay, so what are we doing? No, you're just just have her sit on top of you, and you just. Just ride. Pretend to kiss. Pretend to kiss. <laughs> you ride. You pretend to kiss, and uh, we'll shoot it three ways, and we'll be done. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone will believe that. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm enjoying the people involved in this, but it's so like, cl- like not just clearly fake, but just like odd looking. I felt uncomfortable being there because yeah. I could feel how uncomfortable they were performing the scene. And also, the the then it just ends. Yeah. That was the other thing. Just. Okay, roll off of me. We're done. Uh, great, great. <laughs> Thank you. I really stretched out my hip flexors sitting on top of you for that long. Yeah. Um, that was great. Um, let me. Uh, I'm just gonna go go take a shower. You can finish off the beer, eat more of that pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was very awkward. Yeah. And and usually the scenes, especially the sex scenes on Lost Girl, are exciting. Right. Not necessarily arousing, but exciting to watch for whatever reason. Yeah. Or at the very least, like, I don't feel shame watching them. This is the first time I've ever, like, felt ashamed. And it's like, it, you know, the sex scenes between Bo and Lauren are perfectly great. Yeah. You know, um, when when Bo made out with Tamsin, perfectly great. This just felt off. For whatever reason. And it's, you know, it's not because they aren't, like, attractive people or good actors. It just something about it just didn't feel right. And then also, you know, uh, a, a scene ago, Lauren's still pining over Bo. Now yeah. she's going over and having the sex. She didn't have that much to drink. You know, if if they're splitting this sixer, she's only had three beers. Right. You know. But maybe maybe it was so awkward because... There was no emotional attachment between them. I guess. Maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe. I, I doubt it, but maybe. Yeah. I don't I don't know why Crystal finds uh Lauren's discussion of uh of uh baking soda and vinegar so funny. 
I thought it, I thought it was quirky. Yeah, it was cute. You're so funny. Really? Yeah. Is she? Has she ever been? Well, I know that she's like trying to seduce her for you know. I think that's a. Well, we, think, that's an episode four thing. I think that's an episode four. <sighs> Fine. Thing. I know. It's Confusing. it's weird doing back to backs, and I apologize to anyone. Uh, who's watching these one at a time. We've been doing these episodes back-to-back two a week to try to catch up because we started late this season. So the things kind of bleed together. Forgive us. We're not perfect. We are human. We're not fae. We're not rubbing, you know, spark genital stuff on us to make us look like we're we're fae, okay? So just cut us a break. Yeah. Doing our best. Sorry. In any case... uh, Someone starts calling Roddy at Ronnie at the at the cafe mm-hmm. and is looking for some woman named Karen and Lauren bugs out and of course immediately goes to the girl that she just slept with and is like you need I need to get out of town do you have a way out of your apartment where I can't be seen which I'm like why'd you go to her apartment in the first place yeah. you, I'm like is she about to ask for money or something no she's just like going to have a scene where she explains that she's running away. Well, maybe she didn't want to just leave without saying goodbye. Okay, fine. She has manners. The way she, she did manners. to, to Bo. She has manners, maybe. but she's also fleeing her terrorist brother. Um, yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. We'll see more about that. I'm glad that we keep getting more and more Lauren backstory because it makes her it makes her more compelling mm-hmm. as a character. We kind of get a better sense of how she wound up in indentured servitude. Yeah. Uh, to uh, to the ash. Well, that's what's really interesting is that when I uh, when I was at London Comic Con in October, I got to interview this, the cast of Lost Girl, and mm-hmm. they said that this season specifically, uh, they're giving backstories to pretty much everyone because that is the one thing the fans really wanted. Yeah, they wanted to know where Ebony came from and where Lauren came from and Kenzie's story. How about the name of the city? I'm sorry, the city's name is City. I yeah. would like I would like that backstory. No, I would like the backstory of why there's light and dark fay. Maybe mm. um, backstory of their conflict would be cool. Um, let's see. <laughs> I want to know more. More complaints? Yeah. Oh, no, not complaints. He's, this is just a wish list. <laughs> I right. want you know if there's a blood king, are there blood queens? Mm. Is there a blood dynasty? These yeah. are all important pressing questions. I I want to know. I think the city is the thing that bothers me the most. Yes, because <laughs> there's only one city on the face of the planet, apparently, or or at least all Fey are in the same city because those are the only two explanations I can come to if the the heads of both sides are in the same city. But mm-hmm. then the Unamens weren't in the city; they came from somewhere else. So where did they come from? No, I, don't look at me. I got no answers. Ah. Also, <laughs> what city? Yes, what city? Well, I mean, it's like, it's Toronto, right? Yeah, but it's never, the specific city's never set. It could be Toronto. It could be anywhere in Canada. I guess so. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, off topic. Okay. So uh, the last real storyline we had this week, uh, we had Ebony and Massimo. Ebony reappears sporting a nasty eye patch. Mm-hmm. Um, she asks Massimo for an eye. She gets one. It's human. Um, he alludes to moving back in with her, and we're left to wonder, well, okay, so, like, how did... He lived with her before. Was he, like, her ward or her lover or... Well, he said... I think they said that, that they'd been separate. He'd been gone from her life for five years mm-hmm. or so. Um and that he uh, helped Tamsin to get rid of Bo 
for Evany. That was his his assistance to get back in her good graces because he must have done something. Right. Um, so I was really excited to hear that and I want to know more and what their I, relationship yeah. actually is. I feel like we get a solid clue in episode four and we'll talk about it yeah. on the next podcast. Um Man, I like there's not much. It, it's it's a very small episode. This episode, I really do feel like it was filler. They were like, oh, we have X number of episodes this season. Well, if we give all this away in the next episode, this one will just need to fill it with stuff. Right. Here's a plot. Yeah. I mean, uh, I thought it was well shot. I liked the the dream sequence with the Jumbie. Mm-hmm. Again, well shot um, and a sympathetic villain creature. Um I thought the cells under the house were creepy. Glad Bo is back on this plane. Yeah. Wondering if Dyson will ever tell her um, what went on between him and Kenzie. Um, well, the um, what's really adorable uh, is when they're saving the Jumbie. Yeah. And they're putting the bones together. And he slides on those rings, which I think she says, where'd you get those? Mm-hmm. And it's never answered. Well, I thought he got them in the uh, from the... From the grave. But they weren't married. He might have had the rings getting ready to marry her. Okay. That's that's what I took. That is what I also assumed, but okay. it was just never said. True. True. Um, and, uh, and then they do the, the wedding ceremony. Yeah. And he says, marry me. And then uh, Cleo goes, Noah. Yeah. And I went, Aww. oh. He wants to marry her. Of course he does. Of course he does. He's got his love back. He's had it back for over a year. Yeah. I know. It's Thanks. really, really touching. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although this, she wasn't really aware of it. Yeah. She was still like in Jumby land. <laughs> so, um, although after the Jumby left her, she like had a moment of like, of like, huh, like, you know, like we have these rings on, like, isn't this magical? And then they left with the rings. Yeah. I did notice that as well. Yeah. They left with the rings. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, can't really do predictions cause we're, we're doing another, another episode right after this. Um, that's true. But yeah. I just want to say, I hope we get to see Julia back. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my prediction is that she'll be back at some point and she'll get to meet Kenzie and Kenzie's not going to like her. I love that idea. All right, folks, I apologize. This is a bit of a bite-sized podcast, but we'll give you a longer one on this next one. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be taping that right about now. So you'll be able to listen to it immediately after this. Uh, Yell, where can people find you? People can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. And on Twitter and Instagram at Yell Teagle, Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can find me on Instagram at Maddie Lieberman because Maddie Leaves was taken. Uh, and uh, what else? You can find me here on AfterBuzz TV all over the place. Uh, Sherlock just ended. If you like that show, you should uh, listen to those. There are only three of them. Uh, we got Helix on Sci-Fi, Banshee on Cinemax, Almost Human, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Justified, Cougar Town. I'm all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, come visit one of my other shows. You will, uh, you'll like it. The water's warm. All right, <laughs> folks. We will see you on the next one. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.